he had to have heard the voice of God because he talked about my message in the prayer right before his praying. He began to, to speak on the word this morning that the Lord has for us. And so we're going to get right into it, amen, because God has already set the table. And this morning we want to talk about expanding the mind, expanding the mind. Father, you've already blessed it. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Expanding the mind, expanding the mind. Oftentimes, we don't expand our minds or don't allow our minds to do what it is capable of doing. To expand our minds means that we're going to increase in size or volume. Expansion is a, uh, about increase. It's about the extension of what is already existing in you. Hmm. Expansion is a movement that is a forward movement. And in order to expand our minds, we have to identify our blockage. Oftentimes when we come in to the house of God, we come in with a blockage. So therefore our minds cannot be expanded and we can only see so far. Now the first scripture we want to go to, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. I want to challenge you this morning. I want to challenge you. The Lord is going to challenge us all this morning about how to expand our minds and why we should expand our minds and what happens when we do expand our mind. Now, in Hebrews uh, chapter 11, we always talk and we always speak about the very first verse. We always talk about faith. Now, faith is. We always elaborate about faith and how it's uh, impossible to please God without faith. We always emphasize about faith. But we never travel down to verse number three. Verse number three. Remember now, we're talking about expanding the mind. Verse number three says this, and I pray that they have it up because we want to make sure that you all see it. It says in verse number three in the book of Hebrews, which is considered the, the, the hall of faith. But verse number three says, through faith, we understand that the, what's that next word? Did it say world or does it say worlds with an S? Says worlds, right? With an S, right? And then it says that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear, which do appear. How many of us? can expand our minds to such a degree to identify that there are other worlds with yes that's out there? Or do we just stay on the planet called Earth and we think that's it? See, this is where you have to expand your mind. You've got to expand your mind. You have to expand your mind. Now, it talks about how God is that he framed the worlds with an S by the word. Now, that word framed in the Greek, it means complete thoroughly. It means repair. It means adjust. It means to make perfect and it also means to restore. But when we think about frame, we think about framing a picture, but we don't understand adjustments has to be made. 
Some, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, week before. Dr. Manley's message was about the beginning. Some people could not handle the text that came forth. We think everything started with Adam and Eve. That is the farthest our minds will go. That's where we have thought for years it, uh, the beginning started with Adam and Eve. But when you look at the text, there's something that happens between verse 1 and verse 2, and it let us know there was some, somebody else here before Adam and Eve. Can we expand our minds? Well, you like it. Well, how is that possible? Now, you tell me this. If you can answer this, then answer this. When Cain slew Abel, the Bible said he was driven from the face of God. But he said he went down to a land called Nod and he got him a wife. Now, you've got to understand something. Cain is a grown man. But he goes somewhere else and he gets a wife. Where do them people come from? Can we expand our minds and get beyond what most of us, all of us, have been taught? Because we've been called to have our minds expanded. We can't go any farther than our minds will allow us to. Can we, can we handle that? Hmm. Now, the next thing we got to understand is you can only go as far as the mind will take you. You Think about that. You can only go as far as your mind takes you. Let's go to the book of Joshua. Let me show you something. You can only go as far as your mind, your mind, your mind takes you. Have you ever desired to do something and you had it in your mind, well, I can't? You've just allowed your mind to hinder you from getting to where you are capable of going. All right? Joshua. Chapter number one. Remember now, you can only go as far as your mind takes you. All right, verse number three. God is speaking to Joshua. Moses is dead. But now God is speaking to Joshua. Verse number three says, every place that the sole of your foot should tread upon that which I have given you as I said unto Moses. Everywhere your foot tread, the sole of your feet, he said, I've given it to you. I wonder why we come up empty-handed. Everywhere your feet Watch the next thing. Remember that thing where we said your, you, your feet can only, the feet can only go where the mind has never been. The feet can't go, excuse me, the feet can't go where the mind has never been. The feet cannot go where the mind has not been. God speaks to Joshua. He tells him. Every place that the sole of his foot tread, that he's going to give it to him. Okay? Look at verse number 4. Verse 4 in Joshua chapter 1. Verse 4 says, now this is what God tells him. He says, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea, Toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. He had to see it before his feet can trade upon it. 
maybe we haven't reached some goals of ours because our minds really hadn't put us in that place yet. Have you ever wondered, well, I'm, I want to do this. I'm, my, my goal and my desire is to do this, but it doesn't seem like it's in my reach. Well, maybe you have not seen yourself in that position yet. Have you ever desired something? Did you put yourself in that position? Did you see yourself in that position before you actually walked out that position? Think about it. Think about it. You've you got to expand your mind. God says to him now, he said, you will be able to possess all of this. And he, he lays it out for him. But his mind had to see it first. Your mind has to see what you desire in your heart. If you don't desire it in your heart, you will never see it. Okay? Now, let's take some scriptures to back this up. Because you got to expand the mind. Let's go now. Won't be before you long. Stay with me. Genesis chapter number 15. Just want to teach. Is that all right? So sometimes we do too much screaming. Don't get nothing. Amen. <laughs> Genesis chapter number 15. All right. We're going to start with verse number 2 in Genesis chapter 15. Stay close. Stay close. Verse number 2 says, And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me, seeing I go Childless, and the steward of my house is this Elza of Damascus. God had already promised Abram or Abraham some things, but see, he had to see it first. He had to believe what God said. He acknowledged the fact that he had he he was childless. He did not have a seed. He acknowledged that. Watch verse number three. Verse 3 says, And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. I'm going to pin that because the Holy Spirit just dropped something in my head. When it talked about, in that verse, thank you, Holy Spirit, in that verse number 3, when Abram was talking about that, he said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Now, I remember, I guess it's been eight, well, maybe it's been 18 years going into the 19th year, 18 and a half. I remember when Minister Adams and Minister Jonita, when they first married and they had worn a child, that's what the Holy Spirit just dropped me. As an illustration, I remember when they desired to have a child. And about three years, maybe four years, three years, there was nothing. And I remember one day the Lord spoke to me and he told me to go open a checking account for my grandchild. Mind you now, my daughter is not pregnant. She's not pregnant now. But God spoke. He said, Brenda, you go down and you open up a checking account for your grandchild. Well, that grandchild is sitting in that room back there. He's sitting there. He said, you got to be able to, you got to be able to, to, to let your mind go there and see it and believe God. I go down to the bank and I'm saying to the lady, I got to open a checking account. She said, okay. She said, well, who's, who's, who's it for? Who's your name on it? I said, well, my grandchild. I said, uh, what's the grandchild's name? I said, I don't know yet. She looked at me kind of strange. And, uh, and then she said, well, well uh, she said, when is the baby due? I said, uh, I don't know. I said, all I know, I'm supposed to come down here and open an account for my grandchild. And she said, well, I tell you what, we're going to put your name over it. So she's trying to get smart. We're going to put your name on it, but when the grandchild comes, then you can, you can add his name. Well, about a couple of months later, Joe Nita calls, screaming and hollering. 
Mama, I got two lines. Which meant she was pregnant. She was, when God spoke to me, told me to go down and open up an account for my grandchild. It was already in the making. They had no idea. And when that time came and she called, she was pregnant. That was that seed. And what did Brenda do? I go back to the bank. And I say to them, I want you to know I've got a grandchild coming. They said, well, when the baby's born, they have a social security number, and then you can put it on. Well, lo and behold, I went, the, I went back when it came. This is the name. This is the social security number. And God was so gracious, he gave me the same woman. The same lady. I was able to say, I'm, you know, God told me I'm going to have a grandchild. I need to open this account. Of course, she didn't believe me. But then later I was able to go right down and say, well, this is it. This is the name. This is so scary number. If I didn't believe God, I never would have went down. If I did not allow my mind, see, we're talking about allowing our mind to, to go places we've never been. If my feet had never gone, it never would have happened. See, we have got to learn to expand our minds and believe God. We got to believe God. Amen. Amen. And the evidence and the seed, like I said, is in the back room. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. Him honoring, uh, honoring that. Now, going back now to, to, to Genesis chapter number 15 and looking now at verse number 4. Verse 4 says, and behold, God is speaking, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, this shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And then verse 5 says, and he brought him forth. God brings Abraham forth. Abraham, he brings him forth. He said, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven. And tell the stars. In other words, speak to the stars. He said, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. He had to believe God. He had, he had to take his mind there before his feet actually traveled there. Amen. Now, your mind, he had to take his mind there. Now, let's look at now in the same chapter Verse number 18. Abraham sees. He sees that he has a, that his seed will gonna be like the stars of the sky. He won't be able to number them, okay? He sees that. Now, verse number 18 in Genesis chapter 15 says this. It says, In the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto Thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. You remember reading Joshua? All the land he told him to walk upon. Now, that's the same thing he had already told Abraham. Okay? He speaks to Abraham. Now, when Abraham, he, he's having to see that, and then when God revealed to him his seed, his seed. Abraham, even though he was there, but yet he says something to him. He's not, but your, your seed is going to be here. Your seed is going to occupy. I'm going to give the seed to this land to your seed. Now, look at verse number 16 in the same chapter, Genesis chapter 15. Verse number 16. All right? Are you following? Holy Spirit, okay? Now, look what it says in verse number 16. But in the fourth generation, talking about his seed now, but in the fourth generation, they shall come hither again, for the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. There's something that has not taken place yet that we may not receive as an adult, but our children, our seed, may get that inheritance. Here it is, God is revealing there are some things called 
generational blessings. I'm not talking about generational cursing. I'm talking about generational blessings. God promised Abraham that his seed was going to inherit the promised land. And what happened? His seed inherited generational blessings. There are some things that I or our children will not receive, but our grandchildren will receive some inheritances that belongs to us. But that, that, that is the seed that's going to receive those blessings. Think about, okay, think about your grandparents and their grandparents. Didn't have very much, did they? But think about you now and look what you got. Have you ever wondered where it came from? We often think that it came from our own hand. It's a generational blessing that you received. And when our grandkids and our and their grand and their kids come along, they too will receive an additional blessing that lo- the Lord promised from the very beginning of our personal existence. Just like he said to Abraham. He told him, I'm gonna bless your seed. Abraham was without child, he was seedless. But God makes him a promise even though it did not yet exist. And the Bible said, Abram believed God. And it was counted for him for righteousness sake. You've got to expand your mind. Going somewhere. We're going somewhere. You know, I remember. It's another remembrance. Dr. C.E. McDowell, former pastor, dead and gone now. And there's a little town called Chesney. I'm sure most of y'all know what Chesney is. Chesney used to have two thriving mills. They were doing wonderful. Everybody in the city worked at the plant. Everybody. So one day he, he, he brought forth a message and he told the people. He said, listen, you need, to, you need to reach out beyond this place and find your job. Because this place... These plants are going to close. Mind you now, it was booming. Those plants were booming. We got that, that, them looms and all that mess. It was, the plants were booming. I mean, they, they, they looked at him like, no, no, that, that ain't going to be. We're going to be here forever. Well, you know, if you go up there now, you know it's no longer in existence. But their minds could not take them outside of the city. Have love God told y'all to go somewhere? And you, and you didn't go because your mind didn't take you. You didn't believe that you could go. You couldn't see it. See, their mind couldn't take them outside that city because their whole world was in that little city. They had the little grocery store. They had the little store. Everything was, they didn't even have a McDonald's. Only two restaurants in the whole little city. Their mind could not see progress. See, we we have a progressive God. See, we've got to learn to expand our minds. We got some, say it, yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We got some book writers in the house. We got some. But their minds got to get there. Well, we've got doctors and professors and lawyers, all these things. And, 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 and when I say preacher, I mean anointed preachers with revelatory knowledge in the house. But if you never think you can accomplish it, you never will. Your, it's your mind will go and possess what God has already given you before you even set foot in. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I don't know who this doctor is that we're speaking to, whether it's on, uh, those online listening in or whether it's actually in the house. The, the, the doctor, I heard the Holy Spirit say, we've got a doctor in the house and he's going to have a practice. Well, I'm going to claim it for my grandchild. You better claim. Or it. Or is our minds too small? And we got to still stay in the factory. Entrepreneurs, having your own business. Can you see yourself there? 
Can can you see yourself? That can you see you working for yourself and you decide what your income gonna be, not man. Cause see, man will limit how much you can have. But when you become an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, and you put your mind to work, and allow the Holy Spirit to operate, the sky is the limit. Okay, talking about expanding the mind. It was already a stretch to believe that there was people there before Adam and Eve. It was a stretch, wasn't it, y'all? Now, let's be let's be real, right? It was a stretch. It was a stretch. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all thought Doctor Man was off his rocker. <laughs> y'all, y'all thought that so y'all felt like that was a stretch you got to go deeper than surface you got to go deeper than that you got to go deeper now the next thing let's go to first chronicles very familiar first chronicles first chronicles chapter Number four, 1 Chronicles. The next thing we've got to understand, we have to desire to expand. If you don't desire to do no better, then you won't do no better. Mm-mm. You'll still stay on the ground floor on the elevator. Amen. <laughs> still be there. First Chronicles chapter number four. Very familiar. Very familiar. Verse number nine. Are we there? It says, now, and it says, and, Ab- and Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bear him with sorrow. Not in sorrow, but with sorrow. The name Jabez meant sorrowful, troubled, pain. If if he had remained with the mindset of what his mother said, he never would accomplish the next verse. Because, see, oftentimes we will remain what people say that we are. Amen. When the world label you and say to you, well, you'll never go no further. This this is what you're going to always be. No. No. (laughs) Mm -mm. You have to toss out that negative. I think Dr. Manley talked about that too. Toss out that negativeness that the world gives and operate and live out the positive things, what God says. See, the problem is most of us don't know what God says. And the reason why is most of us don't get in the book called the B-I-B-L-E Bible. And not only that, but if you would just expand your mind and do some research, you'll realize that that's not all that it is. There's a whole lot more to the Bible than what we read in these 66 books. Man and took out stuff. Man put in stuff. Constantine. Did y'all know that? So you got to start, when some things you don't understand, you got to expand your mind and say, I need to go look at these other books and see what, how they connect and give me a little bit more understanding. But, but we've been told, no, you can't live out this, too. But you still need to rest it because you need to know the whole story. But you got to expand your mind in order to get there. If you don't uh, expand your mind, we will miss out on a whole lot of things. Now, what if Jabez had kept the same mindset as what his mother spoke about him? 
Look at verse 10, 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And it says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. I wonder who they had been calling on before. <laughs> it says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that thine hand might be with me. And that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And the latter part of verse 10 says, And God granted him that which he requested. I almost stopped in the middle of that, that verse because you remember hmm, when God made Adam and Eve and they was in the garden how they were walking in the cool of the day. And they allowed the enemy, sin, to come in. The Bible has talked about how he had made them in his likeness and his image, right? But if you keep reading in the book of Genesis, you will find where it talks about when when Cain was born, when Abel was born, it talks about how they were made in the likeness and image of Adam. I said, okay, God, what are you talking about? They were pure in the beginning. They were pure before sin came. But when God put them out of the garden... They were put out with a sinful condition. They was they now they are operating with sin on the inside. Whatever they birthed, it carried sin with them. Why do you think God put a flame of fire with those angels there so they could not go back into Eden? You got to expand your mind. When, 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 when Noah came forth and, and th- those few that, that was able to overcome the flood, those were fallen mankind because they survived the flood, but they had sin. They were no longer, it's going to blow your mind. They were no longer made in the likeness and the image of God, but they were made in the likeness and the image of Adam. Go to Genesis. It's there. Go to Genesis. It was there. Go. Even though we were made in the likeness and the image of God, God ain't got no sin. God does not have sin. So we are being made in a broken condition. We got sin on the inside. God does not have sin. We are living in a fallen world. And we wonder why we not can't make it. I get a devotion every every day that says, Brother, you got to remember. You living in a fallen world. And you cannot expect no more out of people than what you see. Why? Because they got sin on the inside. They are not like the first Adam and Eve when they when Adam knows when they walked in the cool of the day because they were pure. But when they got tainted with sin, things changed. Got to expand your mind. I know it's bitter to chew, but it's got to expand your mind. Now, when you look at Jabez, this is what Jabez says. The first thing he says, he says, he asks God to bless him. Some of us don't ask for God to bless us. Because, see, that means we're asking God to grant us favor. Have you ever wanted, wanted you know, you want to ask for something and you wonder if you didn't get it? Did we ask God for, for his favor upon our lives to be able to receive that? 
or did we go in our own strength? See, sometimes we can go in our own strength and not receive. But when we ask God, see, this is what I love about Jabez. He, he took away that mentality that his mother had uh, 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 pronounced or proclaimed over him. Because you've got to be careful about words. You've got to be careful about words now because what you speak, life and death is in the power of tongue. When words are released, you can't take them back. Words take form. That's why you got to be careful what you say. Because, see, right then it's giving birth to something. If you speak death, I will never make it. I don't get no better. Well, you know what? You just already buried whatever you was wanting. You might as well throw the dirt on it. Because it was the words, that which you release, it can either give life or it can give death. So he asked for God's favor on his life. He asked for God's favor. And then he says this. He says, enlarge my coast. Give me or make me in, a, in a, a, an arena or fear of influence. I want to be able to touch other people's lives besides my own. Put yourself in a place of influence. Jabez said, God, I want to be one that can influence others. And when you do that, when that happens to you now, you just got to be careful. You have to humble yourself. You have to make sure you stay humbled. When you find yourself in a place of influence and you didn't really know that you were in that type of influence. I walked in the hospital a few, you know, not just, not just yesterday because we've been going to the hospital so much and it's just... And one day I went, and I was there talking uh, with, the, with the family there, and a nurse walks in, and I'm there, you know, ain't nothing closing about me. I'm Brenda. I'm Brenda no matter where I go. <laughs> Some of us put on all this front, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm Brenda, okay? And the first thing she says to me was, you must be Brenda. I've never met the woman before. But because of all those that had came in contact with, she had put me somewhere. I'm like, hold up. Everything that you see is God. Everything that you see is God. But you have to expand your, your fear of influence. Expand your If Okay, let me say this. If I got two nickels and a dime, right? And you got two nickels and a dime, right? Well, how are you going to tell me how are we going to work it out for us to get millions? I'm talking about expanding your money. Somebody said, well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need that no money. Let me tell you something. How are you going to carry out God's word? He tells us to feed the hungry. If you broke, you can't feed the hungry. Expand your mind. I don't need no way. God said when you lend to the poor, you bring blessings on yourself. If you ain't got nothing to lend, what you going to get back? I'm going to keep my money in my pocket, and that's all you're going to have. Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something. I'm, I'm what I'm saying to you, I'm telling you the truth. God told me, man, Dr. Mandel was dying in Seneca, visiting his son at his ex-wife's house. And we went to his restaurant. <laughs> While we're eating, there's two policemen sitting over at this table. And uh, God said, pay for their lunch. Now, you know, we don't like to give up money, right? Okay, come on, y'all. Be real. Be real. Y'all sitting here like, oh, yeah, not me. I can... No, you're just tight as you can be. Come on now. You're squeezing that dollar. I said, oh, God, did you tell me to do that? So that lady walks by the, the table, and I'm still seeing that ticket laying on that table. So finally, you know, she, when she come back down, I said, ma'am, come on over here. She said, what is it? I said, uh, do they have to pay for their lunch? And she said, uh, yes, they do. I said, well, bring me the ticket. So when I get up to the register, 
pay for our lunch and we paid for the policeman's lunch. And the man said, well, do you want me to tell them that you didn't? No, no, I don't want you to tell them nothing. Because God says what you do it in secret, he's going to reward you openly. See, that's why you got to know what the words say. Well, when I got home that evening, my next door neighbor hadn't had no fish all year long. And now he, I'm, he's good about giving me fresh fish. He didn't have none. He called me. He said, Brenda, I've got five red big old bass. You want them? I, yes, sir. Got it. Well, the next day, I'm talking about when you're being a blessing to others, okay? Because you've got to be able to speak this thing. The next day, my sister called me. She said, well, Brenda, she said, I've got some turnip greens. She said, you, you want them? I said, yeah. I'm thinking she's got a little small bag. We go to pick them up that Sunday. She has a trash bag slammed full of turnip greens. Took me two days. But where it come from? That's one little ticket that I paid for that police officer's that lunch. Then the next week, what do I get again? I get some boiled fish and some okra. Don't tell me God's word ain't true. If you do what the Lord say, you see, you got to learn to explain your mind. Somebody, somebody would say, well, you know, that was going to be a coincidence. They was going to No, because that don't line up what you say with what God's word say. He said what you do in secret, he will reward you openly. God blessed. He blessed. And I was very thankful and very appreciative. But see, you got to be in a place where, like Jabez, he says, enlarge my territory. We're talking about land. He's talking about your, the spiritual influence. This, this is what he's talking about, your, your, your arena of influence. And then he says, I love this. He says, and that thine hand might be with me. He was not stupid. He wants the power of God to rest upon him. And that's what we have to do. We got to ask for the power of God to rest upon us. And then he says, and that thou would have keep me from evil. Do we not know Satan always got some traps out there? God says this to me the other day. What time is it? Oh, now mercy. Oh, Jesus. He, 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 he says this now. He, he says to me, he says, he said, now, Brenda. I want you to begin to learn to pray my word. And before that, he had given me this. He says, you know, Brenda, that's the scripture we all quote. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. I said, yeah, that's true. Jesus is Lord at his name. Every knee shall bow. But then he shows me another scripture. He shows me that it says his word is magnified above his name. So I said, okay, Lord. Lord said, now, Brennan, begin to get in the book, get in the scriptures, and learn his word. You'll be surprised what you will find when you literally get in the word of God. He showed me this. I shared it with somebody yesterday. He showed me this. He said, when you're praying, and you're praying that as a person is walking on a journey, and, and, and God, you're praying that their feet don't slip. That's scriptures and Psalms. You pray that their feet don't slip while they're walking in their journey. But then he shows me another scripture that says, if their feet slip, pray that they obtain mercy. In other words, sometime or another your feet going to slip, but you got to be able to, to know that you can pray mercy, and mercy will help you during your process of your slippery slope. This in the scriptures. So I'm learning how to pray the word. You got to get in there to do it. Okay. All right. Let me hear it. Let me let me hear you. Let me hear you. Okay. He says now that he don't want to be grieved. Okay. All right. Now let's go to Saint Mark because we're gonna hurry up long and we're gonna finish up with this. Time is up. Mark chapter sixteen. Saint Mark. St. Mark chapter number 16, looking at one, one verse here. Remember now, we talked about expanding the mind. Expanding the mind, okay? Expanding the mind. Expanding the mind. 
St. Mark, chapter 16, verse 15. Are we there? It says, and this is what Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, and he said unto them, go ye into where? All the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. If we had remained with a horse and the buggy and going door to door, do you think we'd be able to go into all the world? Think about it. You got to expand your mind. Technology helps us to go into all the world. If we can comprehend, I, I, and I said, Lord, what's next? What's next after this thing they call technology? What's next? See, we got to learn to expand our mind because, see, there's still some churches still, as, as, as and I got to give, I can't take credit for this. Doc Mellon's uh, stepson says, you know, some people got a backyard mentality. In other words, they do not go any farther than their neighborhood. I went in a consignment store the other day. You know what? They had a whole lot of them. Uh, you know them little cassette tapes that we used to play? Well, see, that's outdated. They don't do that no more. They got the phones. What come after that? I remember when they talked about FaceTime years ago when I used to work at the post office, and I said, oh, no, I don't want to do no FaceTime because people can see me. And I'm not always properly dressed to be seen on FaceTime. But what is it? Do we not face, do FaceTime now? Most of them. They do what they call FaceTime. You're able to talk. You're able to communicate with somebody else around the world. God is a progressive God. We need to get away from the backyard mentality, the neighborhood mentality. Go outside of that realm. Expand your mind. Some of y'all are able to create stuff. But you don't allow your mind to go there. When Dr. Manley said this other week here that we reached over 200 million people, we have that, that access. They can go in and listen at any given time. It was like, oh, so well, okay. Do you not know how many folk that is? And how does it come? It comes through what they call technology, these cameras and stuff. See, God don't stay back. God is not back there in yesterday. While we're still in yesterday, God's way over there doing something else. Can you imagine who may have heard the word of God being preached and they received salvation? But we have to expand our mind to go where God is going. He said, go into all the world. Well, I don't think we need to do that. Well, how are you going to get there with tracks? Can't do that no more. You got to move forward. You move forward in God and with God, and God will lead you how to do things. Let me tell you how good God is when we're done. Because we're talking about expanding the mind. We paid for quite some time for, I think it was the All Nation TV. Paid them two or three, maybe two or three years. The day that we stopped, the man said, don't stop. Keep on sending in. <laughs> Keep on sending in those sermons. You can do it for free. As long as they allow me, that's what the man said, keep sending it in and we will broadcast it free. See, God will make provisions for his work. But, but we got to be willing to expand our minds and put some work in it. Got to put some work in it. Spend your mind. Stretch. 
Y'all women that have been pregnant before, <laughs> you know how the expansion is. Painful, ain't it? But look what you got afterwards. But everything come back in shape. Well, most things. <laughs> Put it that way. Expand your minds. What is God telling you to do? What is the dream? What is the vision? What is, what is that God has placed in your spirit? And he said, do. And we think, oh, well, God, I don't have the money. It ain't about your money. It's about God's money. God got it. A lady called me the other day. She said, let me tell you something. She said, I got some good news. I was giving her bad news. Everything was happening. Last week, everything was just, oh, wow. She said, uh, let me give you some good news. I said, what's that? She said, uh, we was working on this person's, this, this company's truck, one of their vehicles. Next thing we know, they told us that they had some second, what they call, what they call seconds. Now, it might have just a piece of thread out, out of the whack. A 40-foot container of blankets. Do you know how much money that is somebody going to bless you with? Not asking for a dime? And you know, old Brenda, I said, well, they said, well, we, we can cover a whole lot of homeless. I said, let me tell you something. We're going to get some of them blankets too, House of Destiny. I said, because they already told us the power bill going to go up. That means we got to adjust the heat dial down because they, the, the inflation is what was wide open. So you're going to have to cut that down. You're going to have to have something to wrap up in to make sure you conserve your little coins. See, we got to we got to think we got to think outside of the box. I didn't say, oh no, that's right. No, I'm in line. My mind went when when she said that. My mind went beyond the homeless. My mind came back to all all of us and other people that's going to be affected by what's coming. Y'all, some stuff is coming. Keep telling y'all they don't believe. Stuff is coming now. You better start putting up. You remember, we done. You remember when God told us in the beginning about when when coronavirus first hit? God told us to He told us to do vitamins, right? Do you not know that the what the hospitals are giving that's not I won't say that. But anyway, do you that, that what they're giving to the patients there is vitamins. But we couldn't believe God when God told us, I'm going to give you the vitamins. He supplied them. We didn't want to believe God. We didn't want to believe because we saw man and not God. And here it is, the medical field, giving people vitamins for them to be healed in the hospital. Dr. Mendel went to the hospital and they gave him vitamins. I said, I got that stuff at the house. But you giving him. I did. Yeah, come on, y'all. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for expanding your mind. Amen. You got to learn to expand our mind. Some of y'all got a hard time with that part about Genesis.